Are any of you pissed yeah. off? We all are Verizon customers, are we not? I know. No, no not everybody. Just me and you, Ant? I thought we all were. Just me and you. Oh. Mm-mm. Well, are you pissed off, Ant? Because I, I really don't care at this point anymore. No, I'm done caring about my privacy. I, I encrypt my text messages when I'm talking about, you know, like killing people or bombing places or, or buying drugs. And uh, other than that, you know... It's all written on a postcard. You, you just you just got this show dumped off. It's... <laughs> you realize it's oh, all wow. just, it's just writing Thanks, on the man. wall. Please. Guys, it's Wednesday, January twenty second, two thousand fourteen. This is episode eighty three of Yats. Every week, Wednesday evenings, late at night, late, late, late at night, right here. Yet another tech show dot com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me this evening, the whole normal crew of Yats is back on the hangout. Starting with Ant Pruitt. What's up, Ant? Hey, what's going on, Mister Lee? Good to have you back in the studio. Uh, Mike Rothman with us. Also, what's up, Mike? Hey, what do you mean calling us normal? What's this Our... normal business? This is normal. Just Good to be here, gentlemen. Just the normal four of us. I and Larry Press back from his trip abroad. How are you, Larry? I'm fine, and I have to admit I had the same reaction as Mike. There's nothing normal about these people. <laughs> the normal staffing. The okay. staffing structure. Maybe it's the usual. The Actually, framework. Not usual either. The, the usual suspects. So right. we had we had the new year. We had CES uh, last episode. We had Chris Miller, Michael Olson on. Uh, they were down there in Vegas with Ant and myself. Uh, we recently, we should just uh, talk about this real quick, and then we'll get into some uh, interesting anti-net neutrality, Netflix, and this whole terrible scenario of uh, what might happen if the courts don't hold up. The good old net neutrality. Uh, but Ant, you published a, a review on some of the tech little mobile gadget stuff that we used at CES. Uh, and that was a couple days yeah. ago, I think. And then uh, I, I got mine up there. I'm not sure if it's live yet, but uh, you can look for that pretty soon. Uh, so you, yeah, reviewed, you reviewed the Zoom H1 Handy Recorder. This little little handy thing right here. That's the one. It's got it's, some, yeah, it's, that thing, it, it really, really came in handy for us, man. And, and to be able to go up to whatever booth we wanted to and just whip that thing out and say, hey, let's talk and be able to take some notes and <laughs> digitally like that and get back and write it up. It, it was very, very convenient. And I'll say, I saw some people there using their phones and we also, our phones kind of took the place of our f- photography. We were doing a lot of photography with the phones. Most of the pictures that you see in the articles up there were taken with our phones, actually. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of cool because yeah. they look good. It looks uh, really, really well done. But, smartphone photography, smartphone video. Yeah. Everything. But as far <laughs> as like being able, like you said, just on the fly, like, oh, 
this guy's saying something interesting about the glyph or the Oculus or, or whatever. And to not have to fuss with your phone and just have this thing right there. And I was really impressed with the audio quality. Because if you've never been to CES, there's like loud music playing and everyone's talking over the music. And then you're trying to talk to just like one person. And oh, no, telling man, you, you didn't say that right. It's not just loud music. Well, yeah. It's bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and each booth, like, has their own sound system that's, like, yeah. uh, it, but I was impressed with the, the quality of the recordings. It was not good enough to where we would want to release it and make it part of the show, but it was perfect for extracting notes and quotes and everything uh, for articles. It, it was really well. You know, I put that review up the other day and did a little video of it and had the hard hits um, help me out with it just to sort of give you a feel for what the quality sounded like. And granted, in my review, I had the gains on it pretty low, so it, it sounded quiet. But if I turned it up, it would have been spot on with this, this blue mic here. You know? Yeah, yeah. I watched that, and you're right. The gain was way too low, so it made it sound like it was... Mm-hmm. It, it didn't suck. You gotta redo it with things or no. You know, I, I have the higher model of that or maybe two models ago. It's it's like it's got the same two mics and everything, but it looks like it's about uh I don't know, five pounds heavier. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how it compares to the the fair one. That one looks just really cool, a little skinny. Yeah, this thing was about the weight of a feature phone. Yeah, okay. The other one is wow. way fatter and heavier. <laughs> But it's got, it's got that same crisscross mic configuration. Mm-hmm. And then the one I was carrying around was the Q2HD, which is this little thing, which has a more normal-looking mic. But inside of there, there's a bunch of different microphones. And in the software here, you can adjust how wide the stereo field is. So you can really just get two people talking or you can get the whole room. Uh, and it does video, which I, I wrote in the review. And if if you just Google this thing, all of the reviews kind of say the same thing, that, like, unless you had the thing on a tripod out in daytime, like, the video was not good. It was like old cell phone, not good. But the audio on this was, like, was excellent. So, uh, yeah, check out those. They're all, they'll be on a new domain.net. Uh, Ants is up right now. Like I said, mine should be up uh, in the next day or two. We'll put links to that in the show yeah. notes. Can't they electronically uh, deal with that kind of handshaking stuff? Yeah, they you want- can in post. I was just not expecting it to be that bad. Maybe it was all the rock stars they were feeding me to keep me awake, but it it wasn't like I get better footage from my cell phone, from my Moto X, from my Galaxy Nexus even. So I I don't know. It could just be the, the um, processor in it for optics is just not very good. Or it's not fast enough to do the correcting on the fly, I guess. Right. and Or it didn't like the lighting in the room on top of me walking around the room holding it and maybe shaking uh, a little bit. Uh, and, yeah. It sounds like you guys have cool gadgets there. Yeah, it, it, for the mobile stuff. I mean, the the other people, we talked about this on the last episode, they had, like, TV cameras, basically. Like, really legit uh, capture <laughs> equipment. So, yeah. All the coverage is up on a new domain, so you guys can definitely check that out. Uh, one of the things we and, wrote and, about... And are, oh, yeah. And are you re-upping for next year? Yeah, I would go back and... um, And I would go another two or three years. I think I still have a few left in me. You guys All have. Right. Yeah, definitely. You, you, you guys rock. 
Uh, one of the things yeah. we, we saw there and uh, covered was the avant-garde glyph, that little – it's like headphones and it's a visor that gives you these projectors onto your eyes and you just get like – you're in the the world of whatever you're watching and it plugs into anything HDMI. But uh, I wrote a review about it. It's up on a new domain. Uh, the Kickstarter started today. So uh, if you have an extra $500 laying around, you can uh, put in and – be a backer. They've already met their goal, which is awesome. They're, I think they're like almost a hundred grand above their goal, right that now. That says a lot about it, right there, man. Yeah, like it started. It's already got here. Let me refresh this thing. Eight hundred backers, and it still has twenty nine days to go. Uh, they've got three hundred eighty four thousand of their two hundred fifty thousand goal. So nice work, guys. <laughs> That's 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 pretty damn. It's good. so cool though. Like if I I definitely if I had the extra money I would definitely get one of these instead of usually things like this you wait for the consumer product unless you're going to use this version to develop something for it right like some sort of application maybe uh yeah. help them get a camera on it so you can overlay what the camera sees in it because it's yeah. not. It's like opaque, like you can't see through it. It's totally. If you look at the Kickstarter, you'll see what I'm talking about. But the the visor's totally enclosed, and the lenses are there. So, if you did, in theory, put a camera on it, you could project what the camera sees onto the lens, so then you could see through them, which would be so cool. <laughs> what do you need though? Do people have to develop content for it, or no? That's the cool thing about this, as opposed to the Oculus. And I mean, it's kind of a different use case, but. This will plug into anything HDMI, your phone, your tablet, anything, and it'll just display the content. You know, the next thing up, in my opinion, is, you know, how would it be able to do that wirelessly? Yeah. Right. Chromecast. Bluetooth. Bluetooth or wireless. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool. Not have to be. Into your TV set. Yeah, everyone will have their own personal TV set right in their heads. Yeah. I just think about, like, if. I don't know. At work, uh, one of the people we work with has a, a little kid, and whenever the kid starts getting loud and obnoxious, she always hands him her phone, the the phone. And so I yeah. was thinking, like, what if you could just strap one of these on a little kid and instantly immerse him into like the world of cars or or something like that? Like this would be the best babysitter, so much better than what the TV ever could have been. That's the thing about it. It had you know not only pretty good video when you looked at it. But the audio, I mean, this this wasn't no Beats <laughs> headphones you were listening to. It was it was really really well put together, you know. As Matt, I think he said it in his in his article in his review, was it was a little heavy on the nose plate when you fold it down to watch something. But they can fix that. This is the first version. You can figure out how to trim the fat on some of this. Well, stuff, and that's what know? it says on there is that the the next version's gonna be lighter it's going to be more slim they're trimming down all sorts of of places so when you when you guys were wearing it what was the signal source when you got it down on where they were plugged into a um hd tv okay check that out we'll put links to it in the show notes um a whole bunch of people love this thing i mean they have on the kickstarter page like the reviews from pretty much everybody except for mine which is that's fine i mean 
There's there's not enough room when you have, you know, Discovery News and Gadget, The Verge, USA Today, and, and everybody up there. So I, I, I totally <laughs> – I'm not hurt. That's totally fine. It's totally that fine. An unconscionable oversight. It's totally fine. Almost no, like, it's okay. It's okay. Guys. Almost like they're saying, no, you're a role. Damn. Yeah, right? <laughs> and stop way, asking us for review too. Stop asking yeah. us for review units. Pay $500 like everybody else. Check <laughs> Yep. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about while while we're on that before we move on to the the Netflix thing? Uh no, we can go ahead and get into Netflix. Okay. So, there was this <laughs> I'm just going to this this is this is terrible. I mean, it's just the beginning and like it it could go either way still, but so far it's not not exactly looking good. So, uh this is an article off of Quartz. Uh says in their letter to shareholders, which uh they have a link to the PDF here, uh along with fourth quarter earnings, Netflix CEO Reed Hastings and the CFO David Wells took a strong stance on internet regulation. This is what we all know as net neutrality. Uh, The streaming video company had mostly stayed on the sidelines of this debate, but a recent U.S. court ruling seems to have forced its hand. And uh, so basically, here's what it is. Uh, Unfortunately, Verizon successfully challenged the U.S. net neutrality rules. In principle, a domestic ISP can now legally impede the video streams that members request from Netflix, degrading the experience we jointly provide. The motivation could be to get Netflix to pay fees to stop this degradation. Were this draconian scenario to unfold with some ISP, we would vigorously protest and encourage our members to demand the open internet they are paying their ISP to deliver. I like how they use the phrase draconian scenario because that's that's completely contrary to what open internet should be, right? Like you can't be like, oh... If you pay us, we'll get your your packets there faster. But if not, yeah, they might get there, they might not. I don't know. I mean, that's extortion, right? That's going into a business and being like, if you don't pay us, it would be a shame if something were to happen to your, your storefront there. Like, that's the same thing, right? It's totally the same thing. It's totally the same thing. The problem is, I think, how how do we educate the general public about how much this matters? Because I, I think there's a lot of misinformation and confusion and weariness about this among the general public. I think you do it with clever infographics because people are a very visual animal. And we saw Amen, one. brother. I think you saw it too, Ant. It got passed around Google Plus and Pinterest, I think. But it was like it, it was just this big image with all the different company logos. And it was like this is what it'll look like if net neutrality gets tossed out the window and it's basically you can have the YouTube package or the Hulu package or this package or this package and each thing you were tacking on like add $10 for this, add $5 for this. Do you want the dating sites? Add another $10 for this. And like, that's what that's totally, I think what it will eventually devolve into if this continues. Yeah. That's really frightening. It is, right? Because that's, that's the complete opposite of what the internet should be and was created to be. That's what happens when capitalism gets involved in a really negative way. Do you think the, with um, this particular news, 
is perfect timing or coincidental that Netflix is going to start offering um, tiered pricing again for new subscribers. Mm. Did you guys hear about that? I did not. I was thinking more on the lines of them uh, starting to offer the 4K thing and how much bandwidth that could potentially eat up. And maybe that was uh, a motivation. But the, yeah, you might, that might be right also. You know, and I wonder about the whole 4K thing and how much bandwidth it can use um, to a certain degree because we're able to further progress our network usage over the last couple of years. I mean, we're using, me personally, just on my mobile alone, I'm using an upwards of 6 gig, gig, gigabytes of data per month. Just on the antenna, or is that Wi-Fi also? No, that's just straight-up data that I'm being billed. Just cell, right, okay. Yeah, no Wi-Fi included, so you know it's more with Wi-Fi. And that's just me alone. And there's other people out there that could chew up at least half of what I'm chewing up, and the networks are just just not even flinching at that. And. And it's all because of all of the fiber technology out there, and I don't see why 4K would be a bigger issue. It shouldn't be, right? It shouldn't be, but the way this is shaping, like, that's why it is. That's why it's a big deal is so that they can have some sort of like, oh, but look at all the data of ours they're using, and we only have this much data left, so we're going to have to bill you more for it, you know? (laughs) Of course. Like, if everyone was like, oh, the data, like, you guys have unlimited as much as fast, like, it's light. You have it everywhere. They, They would have no argument for this and no basis to be like, pay us more money. Now... It, it sort of makes me think back to the days of um, internet speeds. You had your DSL and you had your cable and all of that, and they would offer you the five megabits, and then they would get up to what, maybe eight megabits per second. Yeah, and here now that's like standard. <laughs> yeah, here it was like two fifty six. You could get two fifty six k DSL, which was kind of cheap, and then you could get five twelve, which was a little more expensive, and then you could get the megabit DSL, which was like yeah. ooh hundred and something a month, like big bucks, right? You know, and and the thing is, the ISPs were doing us a service, you know, right? And then the They've cable had these pipes forever, <laughs> and then so, the cable yeah, yeah. Co- companies came in and totally just blew that out of the water with their like thirty megabit pipe. Yeah. Uh, am I the only one on on that is just totally nonplussed by the idea of 4K? I mean, I haven't seen a 4K video display, so maybe Dude, I would, would change my mind. But Mike, I'm gonna tell you, it's it's I'm a skeptic when it comes to most things. But yeah. That 4K is real deal, bro. Really. It's really? real deal. Did you? I mean, did you I guys see a high sense TV? I I looked at a high sense TV. And Hisense is not your Samsung or anything like that. They're striving to be, but that damn thing was beautiful. Not to mention the the LG ones that we saw and their whole 3D display. And hey, it's real. Well, and we heard we heard a lot of that, but the problem is that there's not enough content yet. Really, that's, like I can't. Coming. It's coming, sure, but right now, 
like what what they were displaying is like complete demo stuff. You're not going to get mm-hmm. your own 4K TV and have all of this amazing content. You're going to have the same two DVDs that came with the TV and that's it for a while. Uh, I mean, figure House of Cards was doing it last year and they're going to continue to do it and that's that's Netflix. That's not even right, right. big big studio doing it so you know yeah, the people that's, that's got their wallets say it again mike I, I well the fact that netflix is jumping in with both feet i think is pretty remarkable that they're yeah. preparing uh, to to essentially uh stream in 4k mike when does netflix cross the point of being like how ant just described them as like oh it's not a big production house it's just netflix like when do they become a big production house they have oh, three or I, I four think hits teetering on that edge now it's close yeah. right i mean they've, they've got shows that are up for emmys and all of this did you have yeah. you guys seen Derek? i just found out the other day i guess it's been around for a while but it's a ricky gervais netflix original series I was like, Whoa. It's in my queue, and I still haven't watched it It's yet. so it's silly, but it's, it to me before. it's just another big name, right, that Netflix is like, mm-hmm. yo, look, we also have Ricky Gervais on a Netflix original series that he helped write, you know? It's, it's cool to see that. Larry, move your mic away from your mouth, please. Just the hair. You can just hear me hair. breathing? We can. <laughs> we can, Larry. <laughs> we can. Shit. So uh, we're going to start calling you Darth. <laughs> Darth Press. The Darth Press. Okay, Obi Wan. <laughs> it says uh, the the most likely case, however, is that ISPs will avoid this consumer unfriendly path of discrimination. ISPs are generally aware of the broad public support for net neutrality and don't want to galvanize government action. Moreover, ISPs have every profitable broadband business they want to expand. Consumers purchase higher bandwidth packages mostly for one reason, high-quality streaming video. ISPs appear to recognize this, and many of them are working closely with us and other streaming video services to enable the ISP subscribers to more consistently get the high-quality streaming video consumers desire. In the long term... Back in the days, you wanted more bandwidth so you could play those online video games. Right? And I'm sure a lot of it is still that, but I don't think it's near the numbers uh, that Netflix is. Times have changed. And I mean, I have like real world experience with that. Back at my old place, there was just like two or three of us on the cable pedestal. Here, we're like across the street from District 9, which is the trailer court. We've named it District 9. If you've ever seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway, there's like... 150,000 people. No, there's there's a bunch of people on the pedestal, and it is noticeably at 6 and 7 o'clock when I, I'm home and I'm, like, trying to do show stuff. Like, it's noticeably yeah. slow, and that sucks. It sucks a lot. Damn kids. Damn prawns. <laughs> prawns sucking up all the bits, eating all the cat food, getting into our trash. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, uh, it says in the long term, we think Netflix and consumers are best served by strong network neutrality across all networks, including wireless, to the degree that ISPs adhere to a meaningful voluntary code of conduct, less regulation is warranted. To the degree that some aggressive ISPs start impeding specific data flows, well then, of course, more regulation would clearly be needed. So, I mean, we'll definitely keep an eye on this and see what happens, because that could affect us too. 
not as much as other, you know, networks or whatever, but if if you know, our bits start getting passed to the end of the line because we can't afford to subsidize any of our our listeners bandwidth, you know, it's something like that. Like right. that that could yeah. just we could just not have to do a show anymore. Like that would be terrible. I think the FCC has the option of trying to convert, uh, you know, defend the internet as a uh, common carrier. I don't know what what stops them from doing that. I don't understand the politics of it, but if they do that, then they have the right to impose network network neutrality. I think the question is, does the current FCC have the votes to achieve that? Boy, I sure hope so. Amen. But it, it makes you wonder why they didn't do it in the first place. Why did they call it a data service instead of common carrier um, from day one? What was the benefit of that? I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I I don't really understand the the history of that decision. Or it uh, must have been some sort of tax or break what somewhere. Stops them from doing it now. It had to have been some tax break somewhere no, where they're like, okay, well, we'll call it this instead of that, but only for like twenty years, and then it reverts Maybe, back. Yeah. You know, the other thing, <laughs> I would think that Congress could just pass a law and say, hey, this is how it is, too. Um. If it got unpopular enough, if if they did start doing screwy things like Netflix fears they might. It, would that be the same Congress that the, all the lobbyists from AT and T? That's the one. Is that the, the Congress yeah. you're referring to? Is that the same Congress that yeah. sends Verizon three hundred twenty thousand U.S. data orders every? Uh, Every week, every month. <laughs> oh, that Congress. That yeah, Congress. Right. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's some big, like Google and Licks, and there's some big guys on the other side, too. Well, sure. So I guess we, we'll yeah. move on and to that. Congressmen, if, if the congressman's constituents start getting pissed off, then maybe that trumps even AT&T's lobbyists. But That'd knows? have to be a lot of constituents, though, man. I mean, like the whole state of Utah would have to be like, all right, this is BS. Like a lot. So uh, article in the register showing Verizon's first transparency report, more than 320,000 of these lovely data slurps, as they call it. Uh, It says last year the network operator received 321,545 requests for customer data from U.S. law enforcement, including 6,312 tap and trace demands. 1,496 orders to wiretap subscribers' calls. In addition, they were subject to between 1,000 and 2,000, <laughs> somewhere between 1,000 and 2,000 uh, of these national security letters. Uh, as you all know, the presidentially issued order to hand over the data. Where's the data? I need the data. The president wants your data. <laughs> Uh, says, uh, by contrast, the total number of data investigation orders about Verizon's non-U.S. customers came to 5,392. Germany was the top snooping nation with 2,996 orders, followed by France, Belgium, and the Netherlands. The U.K., they only asked 386 times. They're like, <laughs> we just want a little data. We don't need all of it. We just need 386 data. 
you know, it just it it makes you wonder if any of your data important. is in that. That's what it makes me wonder. Well, I mean, yeah, it makes me wonder how important your data really is to everybody else other than you. It isn't. You know? It really it, isn't. If people are wanting to spy and grab all of this stuff as as often as we're seeing these reports, it it my logic is damn, I should value it more because somebody else seems to value it quite highly. But most people they just ain't sweating it anymore, you know. Other than using spy, uh buzzwords like spying and then people get pissed off. You know. Are any of you pissed yeah. off? We all are Verizon customers, are we not? I know, and no, not everybody. Just me and you, Ant. I thought we all were. Just me and you. Oh, Mm-mm. well, are you pissed off, Ant? Because I, I really don't care at this point anymore. No, I'm done caring about my privacy. I, I encrypt my text messages when I'm talking about, you know, like killing people or bombing places or or buying drugs. And uh, other than that, you know. It's all written on a postcard. You, you just you just got this show dumped off. It's... <laughs> you realize it's oh, all wow. just, it's just writing Thanks, on the man. wall. It's just writing on the wall. No, you know the the worry is I don't worry that uh, that they're going to bust me for anything because I don't do anything too radical. But you know there is precedent in this. Mr. Country. Cuba, sure. Versus, no, versus you're fine. Oh, that's true. Mr. That's true. Trying to liberate <laughs> the people of Cuba with open internet. No, yeah, but, you're not no, doing. You're not on their radar at all. That's fine. God, damn, you just blew my cover. <laughs> <laughs> like double oh six no, and, and, and a half the over US, here. <laughs> U.S. government's all for that. No, but you know what? The truth is a sort of more macroscopic worry. There, Mike is old enough, like me, to remember. There have been some pretty egregious government misuses of of, uh, of data by people like J. Edgar Hoover during the Vietnam War, during the Black Panther era. Yeah. Um, those people use that data to go after um, the careers of people, to go after the lives of people. Yeah, um, there is always know. that possibility, right? If if they're saving all of this data to be gone back through and pick and choose what you need when the time comes. Who knows? You're, what you're doing 10 years down the line, and all of a sudden, they're like, ooh, who is, who is this? And then or, they have it, all of yeah. that data to go back to. It's like, well, you know, good it, thing you saved it. Just, just for one example, it is real clear uh, within our lifetimes, Larry and mine, and probably you, you guys too, J. Edgar Hoover was out to destroy Martin Luther King. For right. example. Just for just for one example. He was out to utterly destroy Dr. King. And uh you know, he 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 used the same snooping, spying techniques, you, you know, the old analog counterparts that these guys are doing now. Now I, I get that the current administration thinks they're doing it in an upright and just way. But we can't expect that upright and just people are always going to have their hands on the levers of of all of that stuff. But isn't every time anyone's ever done something like that, they've always believed that they have been doing it for the good, for the greater good? They've never been like, man, I'm a corrupt son of a bitch, you know? Uh, I don't know, Nixon. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure yeah, Nixon passes that test. Well, and I mean to ease, 
<laughs> to ease all of our fears, it says here on Friday, President Obama said that he would ease restrictions on the amount of information companies can share about what data is being slurped by the NSA and others. I saw actually a clip of that on the Jon Stewart show, amusingly enough, and uh, it basically said, all right, we're, we're going to just not do all of this stuff until we need to do it. Like, that's all they really said. It's like, okay, this will stop until we deem that we need to, to do it. Like, it's, it's a complete non-thing. Non it's so weird. Yeah. But, you know, the other side of the coin is you wouldn't want that shit to totally go away. Because there are some, you know, really evil people that they're, they're really... I don't think the NSA is trying to do political evil like J. Edgar Hoover was or McCarthy. But um, no, but it's the fact that the data that they're storing on on everyone could be yeah, used no, by. But you wouldn't want them to be totally turned off either. I don't know what what you do want. There's uh, a happy with, medium there somewhere, the right? right? We yeah. want robots. You, we do need some security. We want robots to be the security, right? Oh yeah, we'll trust the robots for sure. The robots yeah. will have no bias. They're either ones or zeros, dude. How could that possibly go wrong? How could that possibly ever go wrong? It's either a one or it's a zero. It's not that hard. You know, although even, even if they don't do wiretapping and internet tapping and whatever, they still have tons of, of uh, techniques. I mean, just what Mike said, I mean, J. Edgar Hoover didn't have any internet taps, but he still had plenty of ways to get dirt on Martin Luther King, on Bobby Kennedy, and you know anybody else that Eugene McCarthy didn't like? Eugene right. McCarthy, Joseph McCarthy didn't like. Um, there are traditional techniques. Like I, I've heard the quip that during the J. Edgar Hoover days, every member of the Black Panther Party was either a member of the Black Panther Party or an FBI spy. Of the Black <laughs> Panther Party. <laughs> but then at that point, as as that person, like you have to know that you. You're doing some things that not, you know, maybe somebody's going to be mad at and that you need to take extra precautions maybe to ensure your data uh, remains private. And maybe you're not Martin Luther King posting on Facebook or something like that. You know, you're 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 more aware of that if you're in that situation. I would hope. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? There, there's got to be a happy medium in there somewhere, I'm sure. Smarter people than us will figure it out eventually. Yeah. Well, I think Let there is hope. no answer. Yeah. So we talked See, a little I'm bit. I'm with Matt. I, I kind of don't care either. I, it's hard for me to get worked up over this stuff. That's the honest truth. Yeah. The validation is nice, but it, at the end of the day, I mean, either you're going to take up arms and start the revolution or you're just going to sit there and follow in line like everybody else. So. Yeah, it's me, man. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on AOTA last night. The guy that was in the movie theater, I'm sure you guys have all heard about this by now. It was all over Twitter, all over Facebook, Google Plus and everything. Um, guy got, got he was in, in a movie theater watching some Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit movie, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, about an hour into the movie, federal agent reportedly snatched his Google Glass right off his face and escorted him from the theater uh, between 5 and 10 Officers and agents from Immigration, uh, Customs Enforcement, Homeland Security Investigations, which examines claims of piracy and counterfeiting, 
were waiting the, uh, for the man outside. They allegedly interrogated him for more than three hours until he was quivering in fear while repeatedly <laughs> insinuating that he had recorded the movie. And remember, this is Google Glass we're talking about. So uh, investigators eventually accessed the data on his glass and were persuaded of his innocence. They handed back his device and released him. The man was compensated with not one or two or three, but four, count them, four free movie tickets. That's right. You go watch whatever movie you want because that is our bad. We apologize. Well, we don't really apologize, but here's your movie tickets. Wow. I love the fact that this these fools have like NSA DHS on speed dial. I just think that is they're like, all right, we we got a guy in here wearing some sort of camera. Come on, come on, and then like Secret Service is like, Pam, on him. You know, I, to a degree, I can't fault the theater. Are you, you kidding? Know, really? No, no, no. To a degree, I can't fault the theater. There's there they they've been stuck with the stigma of people bootlegging. And, and robbing them. But do you and, know the tech? You can't record two hours straight on glass. The no, battery will die. No. Come on. How many, how many tech-savvy people no, I know. are working? I know. Yeah. I'm just being facetious. <laughs> so, but it, no, it's the theater doesn't on. care. They're, it's not the theater's loss. It's the movie studio's loss. That yeah, it's the movie it, studio's the loss. Studio. But but the movie studios are slapping the hands of those those uh, employees there at the theater. I'll tell you yeah. what, though. That theater better be so grateful for every $12, $14, $15 it gets from people. Because, man, when the glyph comes out and everyone is just wearing their own theater, like it's over. <laughs> it's over. BitTorrent will rise even it's more. It's so expensive, and their food, and, I mean, the experience is, all right, whatever. I'd much rather sit in my living room and be able to just hang out than go to a theater with a bunch of assholes and watch <laughs> a movie with them. You know, like, I would just, I would you're, much rather. You'd rather hang out with a bunch of assholes in your in your house. In my living room where I can smoke. <laughs> And you got your own asshole. You don't need that's to go right. To that's right. No thanks. I brought my own. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like the the theater experience has gotten quite expensive, and for what they're giving you, I mean, you can get these little ant saw them at CES, little projectors yeah. from Texas Instruments that make the chips that like will project wherever. You don't even like. Why do we need this theater anymore? And then they treat people like this. That's what I'm, I'm getting at is that, you know, they should be grateful for people sitting in their theaters watching their crappy movies. Yeah, and there's still people that are that are nostalgic about going to the theater. I had some arguments with some of my staff last year because, you know, my staff is a bunch of nerds. And they talk about The Hobbit and The Avengers and whatever other hot comic movie that was coming out. And... They always wanted to go, and, and I tell them no. I is it just... IMAX? Because I feel like that's almost worth it because that's a, a it, different experience than what you can That's another thing. If it's IMAX and it's not the, the dome IMAX, I would give that a shot. I would I would work with that. Because the IMAX we have here in town is a dome. And, and what, it's, it's no a, good? For me, it was a horrible experience. It was hmm. not good at all. And um, I'd much rather just sit over there and 
beam it up here on my screen, and, and it was just fine. And I don't have to listen to some teenager with a sniff, snotty nose over there blowing his nose the whole time or somebody behind me smacking on popcorn because they can't chew with their mouth closed. You know? <laughs> that's, that's just me. That sucks. Some yeah, people's kids, that. right? Some people's kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's just me, but my 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 staff they they're they're all for it. They look forward to going to the movie, and it's funny because I watched them gather all of the other coworkers up and set the dates. And well, and do you know why? <laughs> I I know exactly why that is. Is because nobody wants to invite everybody over to their mom's house. So <laughs> you pick a neutral. A neutral Hell, I location. Nobody, I don't want to invite anybody to my house. No. Right. <laughs> right. I don't want visitors. That's right, you know, nerds. I made the joke that you all live with your parents. Boom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you know, the place that really sucks is when you do have little kids. Take To take, you know, two people take three or four grandkids or kids to a movie. It costs a fortune. And you it can does. pop the movie up for three ninety five on, on Amazon Prime, you know. That's right, yeah, and yeah, beam I, it I, to I'm their. I'm fortunate with the hardheads. They, um, the last movie I took them to, because they knew how I felt felt about the theater, and the last movie I took them to, they didn't enjoy it for the exact same reasons that I didn't enjoy it. You know, it was like, get this. I mean, that dude just. Just what all he had to do was go to the bathroom and blow his damn nose. <laughs> you know? But no, the whole time he's gonna sit there and sniffle it. <laughs> sniffle it up. Yeah, and you can you can pause it at home. There's all kinds yeah. of it. I go to the movies way less than I used to. Yeah, and they, so they and then the whole candy thing, you know, if I want a Snickers bar, it's gonna cost me ten bucks and yeah, yeah. See, yeah. lucky for us, we have a dollar store that's like on the way to the movie theater. Oh, and the yeah. dollar store sells mad yeah, candy. It it won't be long until those homeland security guys are patting you down to see if you got candy bars in your pocket. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know there's signs. It's just one more step to get the pat down. <laughs> Gonna get the pat down. I always like when when we look, we always look to see like what kind like we saw Ender's Game at the theater just because that looked like a visually exciting movie. Uh same with Gravity. That was one we saw at the theater. But we have a scale to where if it's if it's one to five, we'll download it and just watch it in our theater. But if it's five to ten, like then, all right, we'll think. Depending on on the the visual of of the film, like we'll go see it in the in the theater. But more times than not, it's a one to five, and so you know. But another thing, you're really not getting a high risk uh, image either. At home. No, in the theater. Oh well, yeah. Uh, it depends on their projectors. Yeah, so that's I, I another reason. I'm like, mm, nope. There's like ours here, when, when the first Hobbit came out, they didn't have any of the high-frame versions. Right. They only had the lower-frame version. But when the second one came out, they got their crap together and, and uh, got the, nice. the higher frame. So I think they're Very all nice. all up to date now. But I still haven't seen it. Whatever. Of course. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did you guys see this? This was kind of awesome. We were talking about the Oculus Rift earlier. And uh, they were talking about different use cases for it. And I, this, this was an interesting one. Um, basically, they're, they're using the Oculus Rift uh, in these empathy experiments. 
And basically, they take a male and a female, the performer and the the person. I forget what they call it. Um, but you see yourself through the rift as the other gender. And, like, there's, there's like, a three-minute video Whoa. that has some nudity in it. Uh, it's called The Machine to Be Another. Um, but, yeah, if, if you want to check it out, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's kind of interesting and mind-blowing. Like, if you – not even just as, as far as the empathy experiment goes. That is interesting of itself. But, like – what else that can do as far as behavioral modification and putting you in it's always it's like if you could walk a mile in my shoes yeah well shut up sit down and put the oculus on and now you can you know like it's there's a lot of possibility here with that okay um, I, I need you to explain this to me a little bit because you put the the oculus on and you there's two people at... there's two people mirroring between uh each person is seeing what the camera is seeing from the other rifts so when when i look down at my hands she looks down at her hands and i'm seeing her look down at her hands but it feels like it's me because i'm wearing the rift and it's completely effing my mind okay all right that that is it's streaming the real-time footage from yeah you got to see the video to really grasp it but there, like i said it's on vimeo there's a little nudity in there uh because they have the the you just got to see it but know that there is a thing, and it is called the machine to be another dot org, and yeah, it's using the Oculus Rift, and that it kind of blew my mind a little bit. So there you have it. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I, I want to go get my mind blown right away. Yeah, you you could definitely do that. He said mine. <laughs> oh, mind blown. <laughs> Uh, there was in the duh article of the week, a study in Australia that figured it out all on their own. I know you're not going to believe this. If you text while you're walking, you will have an increased risk for injury. I know I didn't believe it either. I've almost walked into 10 different poles. I, it just, it happens. If you're texting and you walk, you might hurt yourself more. So just know that. Thank you, Australia. And I hope somebody really qualifies as an Yeah. What? <laughs> you would think. Remember that Senator Proxmire used to give awards for dumb research. Remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> what, what did he call those? The Ig Nobels? No, no. You're not, not talking about no, the those Ig. Those are funny. Those uh, are really funny. Those are good, too. Yeah, no, but the, Proxmire used to give an annual award for the dumbest piece of funded research in the world (laughs) we should bring that back (laughs) that's pretty awesome all right and uh last story we'll we'll kind of talk about this for a minute except for ant because he doesn't use facebook but you can see these kinds of things happening on other social networks um i kind of see this happen here and there awards um yeah exactly what was it called the golden Golden fleece awards ah yeah nice william proxmire yeah so you guys see this all the time on Facebook, like pictures. And the one, this article on CNN uh, uses uh, the example. It's a smiling seven-year-old girl posing in her cheerleader uniform, circled by a ring of pom-poms, her bare, bald head, a telltale sign of chemotherapy treatments. Uh, it says, the photo hit Facebook last year, popped up all over with messages of support, like to show this little girl you care, share to tell her she's beautiful, pray for her to beat cancer, uh, but here's the truth. Ready? CNN just blowing the lid off this. The photo was nearly six years old 
and neither the girl nor her parents, who never posted it to Facebook, had any idea it was being used that way. Welcome to the world of Facebook-like farming. We're not like farming. We're like farming. Okay? It's like farming gold, but we're farming likes. Right? Yep. So the question is, if they didn't post it to Facebook, where did it come from? From Google Image Search. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know. It says the waves of saccharine sweet posts that sometimes fill your news feed may seem harmless. Oh, no. All too often, they're being used for nefarious purposes. Nefarious porpoises, you guys. Evil turtles. At best, a complete stranger may be using the photos to stroke their own ego. At worst, experts say scammers and spammers are using Facebook, often against the site's rules, to make some easy cash. Mike, what do you think about this? Is you use Facebook, right? Only when I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You know, there's the, the, the dilemma is there's a big population that uses Facebook, so you get a lot of interaction. But, boy, the site is it just does not leave me feeling good. And it's this kind of stuff that seems to happen all the time with Facebook. Is it? And you, don't have, you don't need Facebook to do that. You could do it with email spams. Uh, it, right, I was going to say, it's, like, it's, right. the, it's not, it's it's not the, Facebook's, but you could do it on Google+. Plus. So people can monetize off of likes. That's the whole story here, right? People can monetize off of how many likes they get for a particular post, right? Yep. You get paid for the number of likes you get, or, or you get, or there are ad views that come along with them? What? I'm, I'm a... <laughs> It's similar to just like any other uh, company trying to promote themselves to get ad support and things like that. Well, hey, this many people liked us, so pay us. Well, this check this out. What that what they're doing here? It says once the page creators have piled up like hundreds of thousands of likes and shares, once that mm -hmm. happens, they strip away everything on the page and then they promote something else, like products that they get a commission for selling. It's a way, mm -hmm. they say, to trick Facebook's algorithm, which is designed to give more value to popular pages than the ones like scams gotcha. and spams that pop up overnight. So you get a page over a month that gets 300,000 likes because it had this picture of some kid with cancer, and then you get rid of it, and you put your Amazon whatever up or your thing that you're selling. All of a sudden, all of these people are seeing it because Facebook thought it was popular because of how you got you know all of those likes. Yeah. But I don't you know. You could do that with Google Plus. Or... You could do that with any platform, I'm sure. It's just yeah. Facebook has yeah. the critical mass, right? Facebook has the people. <laughs> Again, I, I I understand why this would frustrate folks, but my biggest concern is, well, where did they get the picture from? How did they get the picture? And I know it's fairly easy to get images online, but. I like to think that somebody like Google is protecting my private photos if I happen to put a private photo out there, you know. But I'll bet right now, Google Chemotherapy, you could find some uh, sad-looking pictures and just... Yeah, like you it know, up. You could just it as your own. You could like it up and then just... Yeah. Totally... Yeah. But again, my point is it's, it still comes down to the people that's putting these photos out. They're avail available for 
people to skim the web for them, you know. Stock photos, maybe. I don't... Yeah, I mean, don't yeah, get people. Me maybe, I, I take maybe a lot be, of pictures. Well, no, even somebody. Yeah, maybe people don't realize that other people can that they'll turn up in a search. Yeah, I I, I take a lot of pictures, and you know, there's that whole auto backup feature that goes to to Google and whatnot, and some instances I actually will turn that on, you know, but most of the time it's turned off because there are some things I don't want to get out there digital. You know, there's some, there's some yeah. things I, I might take a picture of my boys playing around with something or whatever. And I just want that for me. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I take the, the ownership and say, Hey, this is going to stay right here in, in on my SD card or what have you. It's not going to go out to the ether. And that's why I'm saying if people are going to get upset about, well, oh, my God, they got this picture and they're using it for to get more money in their pockets and not giving me any credit for it, well, you put it out there, you know, but that's just me. Don't you me. think a lot of people do that without realizing it? I mean, you're kind of aware of the difference. Well, uh, I, I like to think, Larry, that that's old news. People should be aware by it. You know that's BS. You know, I mean? you know that's BS. You know people are putting all that stuff up on Pinterest and on Facebook, and they think it's still yeah. theirs. You know that. They should know by now. With all of this stuff about privacy and NSA spying Mm-mm. and yada, yada, yada. People, if you haven't been, if you've been alive for the last two years, you should know by now nothing is private. That's my opinion. No, I don't think there's you, no need you're, to be You're not a regular person, though. Oh, you're no, in, I'm You're involved it. in this shit. Yeah, <laughs> okay. No, but seriously, most people don't. They don't have an awareness of stuff like what you're talking about. No, if yeah. I p- make a post and it says private, that post is private. Facebook <laughs> said so. Facebook said so. Private yeah. post. <laughs> or if the yeah, default right. was private and it never occurred to me there was even yeah. a default. Um, yeah. But what gets me, these are the same people that are shredding their mail. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seriously, dude? Yeah. Oh, well. Ant, tell us about HP versus Microsoft. I hear, and we didn't ask the HP guys when we were at CES, but I hear you can get HP PC with Windows 7 on it, which is odd because last time I went computer shopping, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Best Buy told me that, nay, they only came with Windows 8, and they were yeah. all out of Windows 7 machines. <laughs> we're fresh out, sir. So what's up? Good old well, HP it's, it's making funny, a comeback. It's funny that, that, that HP went this route. Um, basically, they looked at themselves and said, you know what, we still need to get our units sold. Um, so what are we going to do? We know people aren't really high on Windows 8, even Windows 8.1. So to get our units out the door, we're going to put Windows 7 on them. And we're going to cut $150 off price if you get a machine that's got Windows 7 on it. And you know what? I bet that differentiates enough that it'll make a huge oh, difference. Yeah, yeah. If I see that and there's everything that has Windows 8. Oh, wait. What? That looks like Windows 7. Is that an HP? Oh, that's actually not too bad. Yeah. You know they're going to buy it. I, I will buy it. I think it's slick on HP's part. I don't think it's right, but I think it's slick. Because <laughs> you know? the problem is they came out and they and they put this whole promotion of, of back by popular demand. Mm-hmm. And 
that, that just throws a, a little knife in the back of Microsoft, in my opinion. Microsoft is trying to trying to get rolling and, and get Windows 8 going as best as they can. I'm surprised Microsoft doesn't have contractual constraints that stop them from doing that. Yeah, well, it, you you would assume that they would. Yeah, but. What if we see Microsoft next week being like, backed by popular demand, it's Windows 7. Windows 7. 7. Actually, I'm sort of waiting for Windows 95 to make a comeback. Come back, yeah. Yeah. Personally, I'm an ME kind of guy, but hey, each their own. Really a big step up from 3.0, too. See, we really know something's wrong with Matt if he said ME. Yeah, Yeah, really. We know, we know he's joking. All right. Well, my Google Hangouts is unresponsive. I'm getting the aw snap, and that's probably going to do it for the show, I guess. So, <laughs> good. I don't know. I wonder, does that mean it's not going to turn up on YouTube, I wonder? Uh, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. It means that as soon as I click it, it's going to crash, though. So that's about an hour, though. Mike's got to go anyway. You guys... It's great yeah, to be back. I do too. It's damn near one o'clock here. I know, right? Thank you all. <laughs> all right. Uh, check us out online, so yetanothertechshow.com. Subscribe on iTunes. We got the Google Plus community happening. Uh, check our articles up on a new domain.net, tech page one. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the smartphone photography community hangout. And then we'll see you next week, Tuesday, for Attack of the Androids and Wednesday again for Yats. Mike Rothman, Aunt Pruitt, Larry Press. I'm Matt Lee. It's been a pleasure. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.